0: Let us pray. Lord, speak afresh to us. May these words that we read jump into our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, instruct us. Give us your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, As I start, uh, could I ask in the back if you could turn my mic down a little bit? Because if I should raise my, give any power to my voice, it would blow you out. (laughs) That's better. Thank you, Priyanka. Thank you. Every once in a while I get excited up here, you know. (laughs) Reading from the Old Testament from the prophet Zechariah. And then these words from the Gospel of Matthew, familiar words, the story of Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, chapter 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, to the foal of a donkey. And the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowds answered, This is Jesus, Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. story of a little boy who was uh, very dedicated to attending church and Sunday school every single week. He didn't miss. But on Palm Sunday, he got sick, and so he stayed home with his mother while his dad went to church by himself. And when his dad came home, he brought a palm branch, and the little boy was curious and asked him what it was. And his dad said, well, you see, this is a palm branch. You know, when Jesus came into town, everyone waved palm branches to honor him, so we got palm branches today. And the little boy said, sure, the one Sunday I miss church is the Sunday that Jesus finally shows up. (laughs) Jesus certainly showed up big time that day in Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago, and He made quite an entrance. The, The narrow streets of the city were filled with pilgrims who were gathering for the Passover feast, and the rumor quickly spread that a celebrity was coming to town. This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee, they said. And many had heard about him. They had heard about some of the miracles he performed. In fact, the word was out that he had just raised a man to life after being dead in the tomb for four days. The gospel of Matthew tells us that the whole city was stirred. Stirred. And the Greek word for our English word, stirred, is derived from seismos in Greek, as in seismic activity. So, the news of Jesus coming convulsed the whole city kind of like an earthquake, and everybody was moved and wanted to come and see him. And as Jesus was about to enter the city, they excitedly lined the parade route to welcome him. Could this be the long-awaited Messiah, the one who was finally going to get rid of the Romans, who would restore the nation of Israel to its former glory. And when they saw Jesus seated on a donkey as He was coming in, some Bible students would have remembered the prophecy of Zechariah who prophesied the coming of a king, who would triumphantly come into Zion. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey. As Jesus passed by, the excitement mounted in the, in the, in the crowd, and they all began to shout, Hosannas, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And People began to cut palm branches off the trees, and they waved those palm branches as a sign of triumph and victory, and they laid down their cloaks in the road, which was an act of homage to a king, so that Jesus was the man of the hour. (laughs) The crowd was filled with joyful expectation. Jesus' popularity was at its all-time high. What a day. Just a few days later, however, another crowd had gathered, only this crowd was hostile. Instead of shouting hosannas and praises, they were shouting curses. Crucify him, they cried. And, you know, preachers on Palm Sunday like to make a lot on this day of the fickleness of the crowd, you know, of how one day the people were praising him and the next day they were denying him and cursing him. And to be honest, we are probably talking about two different crowds, two different sets of people. The hostile crowd that had gathered before Pilate was undoubtedly orchestrated by the chief priests and the, and the leaders, you know, the, 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 some of the Pharisees, and they, they may well have paid the crowd to call for Jesus' death. But what's undeniable is this the crowd that shouted Hosanna to the coming King completely melted away to the point where five days later, Jesus died utterly alone, abandoned by all, except perhaps for a few devoted women. So how could this be? the crowd completely deserted him. And perhaps if we were among the faces in that crowd, we would have deserted him as well. I would imagine that many of the people who were lining up along the parade route were completely disillusioned when they heard that the authorities had arrested and crucified Jesus. After all, they expected Jesus to muster an army, I mean, they were looking for insurrection. They expected him to lead a revolution. In fact, they expected him really to come on uh, as a champion on a charger, not on a donkey. And the crowd had no doubt had some hope when uh, the next day they saw Jesus chasing money changers out of the temple. Here was a man of authority. Here's a man of action. This guy's going to do something here. But then Jesus was arrested and tried, and no army came to the rescue. Many in the crowd on Palm Sunday no doubt abandoned Jesus, or they turned on Him because their expectations were not fulfilled. After the crucifixion, two of of the followers of Jesus were walking back home, and they were quite dejected. A stranger had come up beside them on the journey, and they were talking about Jesus. And they said, we had hoped that He had been the one to redeem Israel. And if you and I had been in that Palm Sunday crowd, I bet we would have felt the same way. And it still happens today, does it not? Jesus does not always meet our expectations. Disillusionment sets in when the Lord doesn't answer our prayers the way we want Him to answer. He does not take away all of our problems. He doesn't heal all our bodily ailments. Bad things still happen. Honestly, I can see myself uh, in the faces of some of those in the crowd, uh, the disillusioned. Sometimes I get disillusioned with my Lord. Has that ever happened to you? Would you have been in the crowd and felt the same way? But also present in in the crowd were some Pharisees. Now, remember the Pharisees were not clergy you know, so to speak. But they were lay people, and they were especially zealous in keeping the law of God. They were the good religious people of their day. And undoubtedly, there would have been some Pharisees in that crowd, and they probably would have been in the back, you know, kind of on the fringe, hoping to catch Jesus in some kind of a misstep so that they could turn the crowd against Him. And the Pharisees, of course, were really opposed to Jesus from the beginning. There was nothing that, they could have, that uh, Jesus could have done to change their minds because to them he was a heretic, pure and simple. I mean, he broke the Sabbath rules. He partied with, with sinners. He was guilty of blasphemy. This Jesus was no Messiah. At bottom, you see, those Pharisees didn't really need a Messiah. They didn't need a Savior because they trusted in their own goodness, as so many people do today. They believed that they were saving themselves by keeping all the rules and all the rituals and being good, nice people. So proud were they of their own virtue, they tended to look down on all the the other people, and honestly, I can see something of myself uh, in the Pharisees at times, taking pride in my own goodness, ignoring my own brokenness, forgetting that I'm saved by grace. I mean, I can very clearly see the speck in my neighbor's eye while ignoring the log in my own. And now I pray that God will break that self-righteous spirit in me whenever it rises up. Yeah, there were some Pharisees that day in the crowd. I guess I can relate, (laughs) well maybe you can too, I don't know. And then there were the disciples, the true believers who had gathered around Jesus as they were parading into town. And imagine their excitement as they came into Jerusalem to shouts of acclamation and praise And were they ever proud to be associated with such an important person like Jesus? Oh, man. And at that moment, they were on top of the world. Jesus was about to bring in his kingdom, and they were about to occupy the chief seats of that kingdom. Boy, they could hardly wait. In spite of Jesus' repeated warnings that he would be delivered into the hands of sinners and would suffer, and would die, (laughs) and they just couldn't fathom that, that that could happen to the Lord at all. I mean, it went just way over their head. Every time Jesus predicted it, huh, no way. No way. Certainly, they wouldn't have predicted it as the they all received the acclamation of the crowds. And sure enough, you know, Jesus was arrested, and the disciples ran away, and It wasn't just Peter who denied Him, but they all did, actually. And they ended up cowering in fear behind locked doors, thinking all was lost. What happened? And I can imagine myself as one of the disciples in the Palm Sunday crowd cheering Jesus on, you know, basking in His glory, only to deny Him a few days later. And I confess that I have denied Him. Maybe it was one of the times when I, when I should have stood up for what was true and for what was right, but instead just kind of went along with the crowd. Maybe it was when I felt prompted to, to reach out to somebody in need and then turned my back and decided to do something that would really just kind of serve myself and my own, take care of my own needs. Maybe it was when I gave thanks to God for forgiving me and only to turn around and to refuse to forgive that person who hurt me. Maybe it was whenever I failed to live out my identity as a child of God. Yeah, I've denied Him. There were many faces in that Palm Sunday crowd. Some of them quickly became disillusioned. Some of them were self-righteous and hostile, and some who counted themselves among the true believers ended up denying the Lord. Are you and I to be found among them? You know, Jesus could read crowds. He could read their faces. He knew what was in their hearts. He knew where all this was headed. But such was Jesus' love for all of them that He chose to ride into town anyway. And Jesus voluntarily laid down his life for everyone in that crowd. Yes, the disillusioned folks and the self-righteous Pharisees and the cowardly disciples, and he died for broken people like you and me. He died to save us all from our sins, from all those things in our life, those attitudes and those actions that separate us from God and from God's good intentions for us as human beings. He died to bestow God's forgiveness upon us, to break the power of sin and death over our lives, that we might live forever with Him. He came to turn our hearts back to the Father. And the crowd, you know, they were looking for earthly salvation. But He... The Messiah King would give them something so much better, something infinitely more profound and far-reaching, the salvation of their souls, the promise of a new life, of a new world, a new kingdom. You know, the Palm Sunday crowd actually had it right. Jesus is indeed the Messiah King who has come to save us. He alone is worthy of our hosannas and our shouts of praise. Only let us honor Him not just with our lips, but with our hearts. And you know, the King is once again passing by in your life and mine this day, making His loving appeal for our loyalty, our allegiance, our devotion. And Christ the King would sit upon a throne, but the throne He wants is in your heart and mine. Invite Him in. Let Him rule, follow Him. It's the road to life. Yes, even though the way sometimes is hard, follow the light in the darkness, and it will lead you to that place where God would have you be. To Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Um, Think about some of the darkness in the world, and and, uh, the good news is that we have a King who is sovereign and whose purposes will win out in the end, no matter how dark, as I say, things can be. And... You know, I woke up this morning, and once again, you know, another bombing, only this time in Egypt on Palm Sunday in church, you know, 36 people uh, are killed. Uh, you, you know, the uh, world's a dangerous place, as you know, <laughs> and uh, it costs to be a Christian today, and it's just a reminder that it's going to cost. It, it's cost, costing people. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got it easy compared to some Christians in other parts of the world. Christians in Iraq and the Middle East, they're being chased out. They're being bombed out, um, but they refuse to to give up. They hang in there, right? They remain true to their king. So let's let's just take a moment to pray. Lord, it's such good news to know that you are the sovereign king over a world that is often in rebellion, and yet we know that uh, that the uh, that you uh, are at work, and that you are redeeming your world, and one day your love will cover the earth as the waters cover the oceans. So, Lord, we look to you, Uh, fill us with faith and hope and trust in you. Lord, be our king. May we worship you not only with our words and our songs, but in our deeds, And Help us to live that life in ways that truly glorify and honor You, that others may know that You are the King. Lord, we do lift up to You uh, this troubled world, and uh, we think especially today of those Christians who are being persecuted in various places, that even on this happy day of Palm Sunday, they should experience such grief and anguish. So, Lord, we lift up to You those impacted by that terrible event. Uh, Lord, comfort them as only you can. We think of also the the people that were impacted uh, by that uh, terrorist event in Sweden. And Lord, um, you know, the news, it just never ends. But it will end one day. And Lord, we look forward to that day. And so we pray, Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. Amen.